0: Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a kook or a beginner? There's a big difference between the two, you know. So stay tuned in, because Zippy and I are going to be talking about learning how to surf. If you don't know by now, us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, because we all kook it at some point. So strap on your leash and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between Kukri and Killing. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education program, The Surf Continuum. Hi Zippy.
1: Hi. How are you today? Great.
0: Well, let's start with uh, a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you learn how to surf?
1: Um, I learned how to surf, I guess, in the summer or the fall of 2016, so two Oh, geez. Years. Recently? Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. Um, I'd like grown up around surfing for a lot longer and I had friends who had surfed for a lot longer, but only started surfing myself in mm-hmm. Montauk, I guess two years ago. Wow. Or was it three
0: years? No, what? Uh, you said yeah, spring? 16.
1: Yeah, fall. So, like, this time, 2016.
0: 17, 18. Yeah, two years. Damn, Zippy. Good work. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to uh, – if you guys follow us on Instagram, you'll see. I'll post up one of your clips, if that's all right with you, of you surfing. I think they're uh-huh. beautiful. I think yeah, they're I great. Yeah, I like them. So, okay. So, the real reason that I really wanted to get you on the show today is because I got this very lovely email from a woman in New Zealand, and she was – well, she had a bunch of things to say, but one of the things that stood out the most – well, you know what? Let me just read it to you. This is <laughs> the part of the email where she talks about her concerns and and basically the whole inspiration for this episode. So here she goes. I'm part of a group of seven women ranging from 28 to 38 who surf together, ranging from absolute beginner to intermediate level. I've shared the podcast with them all because I'm sure they will get a lot from it as I already have. One question. Do you have any female surfers being interviewed? My biggest beef with surfing is the intimidating nature of it, Uh, The intimidating nature of the sport as a woman stepping into a male-dominated lineup, especially as an adult kook. It's easy to feel that if you happen to make a mistake, drop in by accident or get in the way, that everyone is looking looking at you as, quote, she is a woman. So either A, she shouldn't be here, or B, it's to be expected that she doesn't know what she's doing. It would be great to hear from someone on the podcast addressing this concern for female kooks in the water. Maybe speaking to a female surfer who found ways to override their concerns of being the only woman in the lineup. Or maybe from a man's perspective of how women are perceived and how best us kooks can manage themselves in a male-dominated environment. It can be a scary place sometimes, which finds us often surfing in less than ideal conditions, just so that we can surf alone without the fear of getting in the way of the quote-unquote real surfers. So when I read that, I was actually really excited because, well, one part I didn't actually read from the email is that she's from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So immediately I was like, Oh my God, Zippy got to talk yeah. to her. And then, you know, asking about a woman, I was like, this is perfect. I know a woman who's from New Zealand who can talk all about this with me. And then she also like mentioned the male perspective. So I was like, okay, I can bring that to the table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I guess like getting into that, do you, it's hard for me to speak to because obviously I'm a male, so I don't really feel that intimidation factor, at least, you know, from the, the gender yeah. perspective. What about you? How, do you? how do you feel, especially when you were learning?
1: Yeah, I felt that actually really strongly in the fact that's why I didn't surf for so long. I really? was so scared. Like even, um, I wanted to surf for maybe like five years before I actually, and even in the summer when I decided I wanted to surf in Montauk, summer of 16, I didn't surf. Mm-hmm. I was so scared of like surfing. And then finally surf in the fall because it's like, there's no one here.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, I, yeah, I definitely had that kind of uh fear of surfing of
0: Now of... my question is is it do you think that it had to do with being like a woman and and I'm worried about it, like that it's a male dominated sport or was it just a general beginner feeling
1: Well I wasn't really sure at the time because I didn't know really what it was mm. but I had grown up like my best friend was a surfer in Australia and he would tell me about like um Fighting with the guys next door on the wet on the beach next door, he like, tried to surf on their wave because, like, you know, it's like this really strong masculine sport, and yeah. I was very scared of like being in someone's way and getting like yelled at by like, some exactly, like, angry guy. Said. Yeah, like it's like you just kind of if you start learning about surfing, you learn that it's like this really aggressive kind of not aggressive but like very masculine mm-hmm. um, sport. Yeah, totally. So I was definitely scared.
0: I always, so from my perspective, I always felt like as a woman, you should feel almost, again, this is my ignorant point of view (laughs) because I'm a man. Mm -hmm. So let me just, you know, preface with that. But I always felt like women should be almost confident just because they're a woman. And it's like, come on, what guy is going to try and start with you? You know, like men kind of get into it with each other. Of course, I know that. And it happens all the time. And it's part of the reason why I was nervous when I was a kid, like for a couple of years at the beginning, like. Oh, I don't want to be in the way. I don't want to be the big old kook. I don't want to mm-hmm. be the guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but I would have always thought, like as a woman, you'd have that little protection, is like, hey, I'm a girl. Like, leave yeah. me alone. You know, like it would be a real dick of a guy to like yeah. go after a woman.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're scared of so much of like being like beaten up or something like that. Or like it's just, I guess for me, I've always never wanted to have any kind of confrontation with anyone. Like to try and avoid that at all costs would be great. Sure. So putting myself into the sport which is like already has that kind of aggression, I will just like let's you know, like stay stay clear of that.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so what did you do to stay clear of it? I guess one was starting didn't in the surf. fall. Yeah. Oh, didn't surf, right, yeah. right. So you put so how long did you actually wanna surf before you finally started actually trying to surf?
1: Um a little while. Like I remember when Terence first came down to Australia and met my, all my friends down there who surf. And they went out surfing together straight away. And he loved it. So then he's now, like, surfing. And he's, like, telling me how great it is and going on little surf trips with his friends. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, like, want to surf, too. I mm-hmm. Like, that sounds like... He's making it sound really fun, finally. like, And um, so it was a few years of, like, him surfing with his friends and surfing with my friends. And they'd all go and, like, surf together. And I wanted to. It was just like this weird like, reservation that I had where I'd just stay on the beach. Mm. And like, also, I guess in Australia and New Zealand, the waves are really heavy and like intimidating. Like, they have these mm. big, powerful waves. So, there's like that as well. That's kind of.
0: Right. So, the ocean intimidation was definitely part of it. Yeah.
1: So, you have that, and then you have this other like kind of thing, and there's always little like things that I was scared of. But it wasn't just like the. Just being a woman.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but so then you finally did break through. You, like, decided, like, okay, once and for all, that's it. I'm doing this. Like, what was that moment or um, inspiration?
1: That was, I guess it was a day, like, really similar to this. Like, no one out at all, no waves really at all, but, like, kind of full, but sort of nice. And there was a longboard on the lawn. We were at that house just here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I guess I can just like go and surf now. Like, there's no one around.
0: This is my chance.
1: This is my chance. The waves are tiny. Like, there's pretty much no waves. There's a board there. There's yeah. no one around. There's
0: waves. I gotta do it. <laughs> uh
1: huh. So yeah. I just went out by myself and like, it was so shit. I was just like, no, no diving <laughs> and or, like being too far back and not catching it. Just like, um, yeah, paddling around and just getting... trying to figure out what the surfboard thing was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then. I don't remember like really what it was from like that day when I was like okay confident enough to like surf with other people. I don't really remember.
0: But that so that but that was it. That was the answer to the question. It was just like okay, there was no one around. Yeah there was a surfboard there, there was waves, it was just all like perfect for you to just say yes mm-hmm. to and then, uh, and then going forward from there, like, did you, so after you made that breakthrough, I feel like that could be really empowering and like, okay, I can, yeah. I'm allowed to go out there and do yeah, this. Yeah, this
1: isn't that, like, scary.
0: Right, right. So then yeah. how did you, did you, um, was it easier and easier from there on to manage, or did you always look for a day where no one was around?
1: In the beginning, I mostly looked for days when no one was around. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of, like, I'd surf with Terrence, which was kind of hard, because It's quite frustrating when you're trying to learn to surf with, like, your boyfriend. Totally. So, um, and then other friends I'd go out surfing with, um, just, like, here at poles where there's not really anyone, Mm -hmm. and, um, I'd surf on a day when I was, like, a little bit bigger than, like, I was ready for, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't really catch any waves, I'd just stay on the back and, like, be really scared, and then the next day would be, like, a small day again, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got this, these these waves are tiny, and then eventually just, like like, worked my way up to surfing and then came back in the summer, the next summer, like after the fall, I surfed and then surfed in New Zealand a little bit and then came back here and then finally, like, came and, like, surfed, like, with people. Mm-hmm. And I was so, um, like, surprised about how, it like, nice everyone was and welcoming and supportive. Everyone was like, woohoo,
0: like. Yeah, hooting everyone on.
1: Yeah. And it was not at all what I had imagined. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be, like, what are you doing here on my wave? But I guess that's my talk.
0: Yeah, well, that's – but I love that, getting into that, because I think that's part of what um, Francesca was talking about. That's that's who wrote to me the email. Um, You know, like, she's definitely concerned about people, like, being mad at her for being in the way or dropping (laughs) in on them by accident. And I think it's something like what you just said is that it might be more in your head than you realize, you know, like you kind of create this very hostile environment in your head when in actuality, most of the people, I'm not saying there aren't rotten apples out there, but most of the people are pretty friendly and really excited to see, you know, new surfers. And mm-hmm. if anything, like I remember when I was a kid and I was learning to surf, if I found somebody that was just a little lower level than me, I was actually excited because it made me feel pretty yeah. good about myself. You know, I was like, oh, look, I feel, you know, I'm a yeah. little better now.
1: I guess it's like, it is that, like a lot of it's in your head and when you finally come out and surf with everyone and everyone's so like welcoming and then you realise, but I think part of that comes from just growing up as a girl in the mm. world. Mm. Like you always kind of, you're like as sensitive to what people are thinking, like that's how you kind of survive mm. as a woman.
0: That's a really interesting point.
1: And so I think you know that there are these like, I don't know how to say it, like... um.
0: There can be that attitude towards women. Yeah,
1: because you just know it is because you've grown up with it the whole life.
0: Right. Not just surfing, just in life.
1: Yeah, just in the world. Totally. And so then, I guess it is in your head that doing like a masculine sport or a strong sport is going to have that kind of thing. But I think surfing is like it's a little different than most. It
0: totally is, and like that's making me. That's really inspiring me to say this next thing is that surfing is actually in many ways not masculine at least in my opinion because for one it starts off you need to be strong like you need to be strong-minded and you need to persevere through the hard parts but um really the best surfers are the ones who are using their technique to achieve things not their strength Mm -hmm. and and when you use good technique it's beautiful it's not just easier it's beautiful and so that is so suited to the woman's just way of life or many women's style of life and their figure and just how women are like Mm -hmm. I think when when you know when I see a good woman surfer it really is beautiful you know someone like Stephanie Gilmore or Casimir you know like those really excellent women surfers really look beautiful. And I think
1: that sort of goes for men as well like it is kind of about this like beauty and style and men are always taught to be quite masculine to Mm. be considered a man and I think you can kind of express yourself with more like beauty. And not so much like power when you're surfing. Totally. Which is, I think, um, pretty
0: cool. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) It it is, but um, I think that's a really good thing, you know, for people to hear, especially women, you know, to go into it knowing that even the men are supposed to be a little bit more like cool and calm and and uh, easygoing.
1: Elegant.
0: Yeah, elegant and and beautiful and and there's and that's the thing. Like one of my big inspirations for teaching is something that my wrestling coach used to always tell me. or not me, but like the team in general, but good technique maximizes your power but minimizes your effort that you mm-hmm. need to show. And I think that's such a beautiful concept. It gives you such a different direction to take when you're learning how to surf rather than just try to be strong and just muscle through it or just be tough, uh, which tires you out in no time. Um, but to try and learn technique and, and to more fervently focus on that concept. And And what's so amazing is that when you do it well and get better at it, you can't help it; it becomes more powerful too. Like you just automatically are more powerful when you do things the right way. Um, so that those are just really good points to be bringing up and, and realizations. But I, I like just also the you know the encouragement we can give to women surfers is that you gotta break through. You gotta just take that step. You know it's gonna be. I yeah. think the first step's the hardest and the most uncomfortable, probably. Mm-hmm. But when you see that window like you did, you know, there was no one around, there was a board right there. You got to seize. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. You know, good things are not going to come to you easily. And yeah, that's what makes I learned it good. that
1: through surfing. Like, no one's going to give you the wave. Right. At all. Like, you're learning and you're struggling. You're like... And Terrence is like dropping it on me every single time. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nothing comes <clears> easy. You've got to really go out and try and.
0: That's probably the, as aggressive as it gets in surfing. You know, it's yeah. like just when you're a beginner, people maybe not take advantage of you, but they recognize you're a beginner, so they're yeah. not going to just sit and watch you try a million times and not mm-hmm. take waves. You know, they may go on waves that you're trying to go for, too, and, yeah. and you can't let it bring you down. You can't let it no, discourage it kind of you. Ma-
1: it does the opposite. It kind of makes you want to get better, so you can... Like, one of my favorite things now is, like, dropping it on some old grumpy man <laughs> <laughs> who thinks it's, like, his wave, and I just like... But then you've got to like ride the wave really well. well yeah, in front then you, you got to
0: make the drop. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But, but I yeah, love no, that's that. Funny. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I love that too. That's going to be like the sound bite <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> One of the happiest things is to drop in someone from the old man. <laughs> totally. Um, that's so true. Um, okay, so. Now, I actually want to ask you about your board because there's a special connection here that everyone listening won't realize unless we say so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that beautiful board you're riding uh, is a board shaped by my partner and, and co-coach, uh, Evan, um, who shapes La Mission surfboards and does just beautiful work on them. And, and um, It's not just about the shape of the board, which is very important, and he really puts a lot of time and effort into his shapes and he does it all by hand and it's it's just really calculated. It's it's masterpiece. It's art, yeah, it's um, so but it's also like the the coloring and the styles and uh, like just tell us a little bit about that board and how it caught your eye or what because that's actually was one of my favorite boards. I was yeah. so happy when you wanted to to get that board because yeah. I was like, oh, or Terrence actually, yeah, it had it was a surprise, a gift. That's yeah. right, that's right. We
1: saw it somewhere at um
0: probably one of his showings.
1: Yeah, a showing of some kind, and I saw it and I was like, wow, it's the coolest board ever. But I was like, you know, I'm learning to surf. I can't really go out and buy like myself a nice surfboard. Like I was like, like I the had...
0: most epic board in the world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I just had like a soft top at the time, which I loved so much, and that was like perfect for me learning because I couldn't really hurt myself or hurt anyone or hurt the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess I'd been surfing for like a year now, and then for my birthday, Terence um, got it for me as a surprise, and you put it on our boat. Yeah. 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 And, um,
0: I was part of the facilitation. Yeah.
1: And it's like it's beautiful. Since I first saw it, I thought it was the most beautiful thing. Like I'm like paddling in the water, and it's yellow with flowers all over it, and mm-hmm. it just makes me so happy.
0: So it's like a what's inlaid into it is a, a fabric, like it's a sundress, you know? Like, yeah. Um, I think it's his aunt's. Yeah, old it has like
1: quite dress. like a '70s, like it reminds me of yeah. like my grandparents' sheets, but right. like this like floral, like '70s floral kind of.
0: Totally like a right. retro, florally yeah. pattern. But it's, so it's, it, what's, I love that about those boards too, is that he does a lot of fabric inlays and I think that's pretty special too. But yeah, it's beautiful. And so if you guys are, are listening still and and you um, want to see a little bit how, at least how this board rides. Oh, you know what? I'm sure Terrence has a beautiful shot um, of that board somewhere. Oh, yeah, he has a photo board. of the board. Maybe he'll let us post that up too on the Instagram. So what I was going to say to the listeners is like, get on the Instagram, the surf continuum and check out. Zippy surfing, her beautiful board, and I'm going to have to get Terrence to give me a shot of of you and that board. I have a really
1: cool shot of it, actually. like the good. Because I want people to see
0: It's too beautiful. That board is just, God, it can't just be, like, hidden away under your arm all the time. (laughs) The world's got to see it. So, um, oh, actually, one thing I wanted to ask you is, did you spend much time, so you're from New Zealand. You actually learned how to surf here in New York. Mm -hmm. Did you ever actually go back to New Zealand and, and surf?
1: Yeah, when I... Like, actually, the last because we go down there every uh, Christmas, so every winter here we kind of go down to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've started surfing down there now, and it's so fun. But I, it's like when I grew up in New Zealand, because New Zealand is like an island, and um, you kind of grew up, I grew up there learning how dangerous the ocean is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like the west coast on the Tasman Sea is like this wild, like, huge rips, and like, you know, you, it's like. You spend all your time, like, doing ocean safety and learning about how dangerous the ocean is. Mm. And I'm still quite scared of surfing on the West Coast. I have a few times now in Raglan and, um, Ahipada. It's, like, beautiful there, but there's, you feel the power there. And it's, like, wow. one of the reasons why I was sort of nervous about surfing in the first place, because I knew how powerful the ocean is. Mm-hmm. And, um... And then the east coast is the Pacific, South Pacific, which is like beautiful, uh, crystal blue, like perfect waves that I love. And I like surfing on there. I like surfing both. Terrence likes the east coast better, cause Do it's you... more like the paradise. Surf. Right. It's like more like uh, Australia. That,
0: that's what I was just like making me want to ask: Is there a, you can feel a big difference, like from side yeah. to side, really
1: a crazy difference? Like the the west coast, the Tasman Sea, is like. It's kind of like, I guess, like, Hawaii places. Like, it's this really, even though Hawaii's the Pacific, it has that more, like, that feeling that these rips, they go out and they go forever. They're so powerful. And wow. the undertone's, like, it's like, and the next stop's Antarctica. So you just feel this, like, power of the Southern Ocean. Wow, wow. Yeah,
0: and the ocean. Southern Ocean is notoriously, yeah. you know, powerful. It's powerful.
1: Uh, and also it's, like, you know, that's, I think, one of the top... Uh, causes of death in New Zealand is drowning that's like um, oh wow one of, it's just like a really I think like when they teach you at school like to never swim on an outgoing tide or like, ne- like you know they go to the beach and the first thing is like where's the rip this is the rip this is, that's wow. the that's see, so like,
0: great though like to, yeah. to grow up with that so what kind of programs did you go through growing up
1: I mean I didn't go to any like program like in Australia they have nippers which you have like lifeguard training and stuff on the beach, but mm-hmm. it was more just like at school you But that's what teach I mean. It. Like
0: even just at school they teach you this, Because right? yeah, I didn't I didn't have any of that growing up. Like for me it was just because I wanted to surf that I started to learn about the ocean. Yeah. But it's not no, like it's built compulsory. into the curriculum.
1: Yeah, it's in the curriculum. like swimming is in the curriculum. Everyone has to learn how to swim up until a certain age and then but my parents made it like you have to learn how to swim, you have to learn about rips, you have to learn about tides. Um yeah it's a really big I mean growing up on an island I guess most islands are like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like um, you have to learn about the ocean
0: right of course it, it makes so much sense I mean you really do want to like know your children are prepared and at least educated on, on those things and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's a special island too because it's it's in the southern ocean which is just notoriously powerful and there's very little land mass that circulates the, the southern half of the globe, you know, so those yeah. the southern ocean can just go around and around, and the storms just go across the ocean unimpeded. Um, so that just has a lot to do with how they're so powerful. Like, if you think about the northern hemisphere, you have the entire continental U.S., you know, then you have Europe, and you have Asia, mm-hmm. and you have Africa, you know, and there's just so much land that breaks up the, the um, like, the oceans. Whereas the southern ocean, it's like you can go from... Cape of Good Hope, South Africa, all the way to Australia, with yeah. nothing there, you know. So this, this just the storm can just travel for so long and really build up yeah. one hell of a sea.
1: Yeah, the, I think the swell period on the west coast is like really like long.
0: Yeah, huge, Come mega. I mean, it's a totally different. It's it's always fun for me because I grew up here, mm-hmm. you know, in in northeast of the the states. So. We're surfing like short period windswell swell all my life, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, eight seconds, long period today, <laughs> you uh-huh. know. And then I'll go to like, you know, the Pacific where it's like yeah. regularly 14, yeah, in 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, all the, just the big ocean allows yeah. that, that swell that period to build and to really be long interval. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big difference in just yeah. that location.
1: Yeah, but now I've surfed in New Zealand and I love surfing
0: there. Yeah, now it must be like heaven.
1: Yeah, because there's no people. It's like.
0: You surf with no people in New Zealand? Yeah. That's surprising to me. I thought there would be a lot of surfers.
1: There are in some, like, popular kind of famous breaks, like Raglan and, like, the kind of... But most of the time, you can find a really nice way to yourself. Wow. That's amazing. Which I loved. Learning how to surf, I was like, I could just, like, go onto a beach with no one there and, like... Yeah, perfect. Over and over and over again, just not get in anyone's way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Reps, (laughs) reps, reps, reps. And that's one thing that... um, that uh you know our listener that wrote in said um just like she frequently finds herself you know and her group going to find waves that are not as good or or off the beaten path to to um to surf alone and i honestly when i read that i thought good (laughs) you're starting to sound like a real surfer you know (laughs) Uh that's what we're all trying to do um you know and it's true like you know the better waves are usually more crowded but as you surf, you start to realize that part of what makes a wave good is that there's not people on it. <laughs> so if you find a wave that is a little less quality than one that's crowded, in a way, it's better quality, you know. And uh, So don't let that discourage you is what I'm trying to say to her, you know, like going out and seeking, you know, waves that are untouched. And uh, it's part of the surf experience. It's part of the fun of surfing. And um Finding your little spots, especially with your crew.
1: Yeah, and if you have a little crew. Like, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, that sounds
0: amazing. Yeah. And just go surf. It's like surfing, a lot of the fun is in just the travel, the exploration, and and the camaraderie of the group. You know. So I think that when you really rely on that, it, um, it really helps you get through the hard part of surfing, which is the beginning. And then, of course, as you get better, because you're practicing yeah. on those waves all the time, then you can, if you so choose, go surf the crowded wave and get a few in there.
1: But, Dropping on the old guys. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> drop in on, pull one of the uh, zippies tricks and go find the grumpiest guy out there and drop in on him. <laughs> uh, just make your drop. That's all. But um, yeah. But it's funny because as you get better and better, you can surf those better waves and you can compete. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to, and so you still find yourself looking for waves that are untouched. And me and Ev talk about this all the time. We're like, go find another wave, even if it's smaller, even if it's not uh-huh. as good, whatever. Like, because you need to catch as many waves as you can to practice surfing is so hard you really you can't just it's not like snowboarding where you can just go to the mountain and snowboard you know all day long um you have to wait for waves you have to you know good conditions or there's all kinds of variables that make it harder to do so when you finally do get on your board and in the water you need to be doing as much as possible mm-hmm. and one way to to do that is to get away from all the
1: people yeah, and surf the shitty waves.
0: Yeah, and surf the shitty waves. Yeah. Totally. I mean, that's how I grew up. That's how I still surf today. <laughs> I don't really get to surf good waves very much. I surf mostly shitty waves. <laughs> but it's what makes you good. It, what's yeah. ma- it makes you a good wave reader, you know, more sensitive to the ocean and, and little dynamics. So when the waves are good and when they do come, you're like so grateful and appreciative, I think. That's my perspective as a New York surfer.
1: <laughs> you have to be.
0: <laughs> no choice. <laughs> That or nothing. Uh, All right. Well, so that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing your insights with us, Sippy. I really appreciate that. And I know uh, all the ladies out there will too on their journey to uh, learning how to surf and muscling through that, the, you know, the mental um, intimidation of surfing with all the guys and the big tough guys. But I I think we can leave them with some parting advice um, or some tips. And one being that I think there's a large aspect to this whole concept that is mental, you know, that, um, you know, being a woman in the world, you already know that this stereotype or this intimidation to women exists in all things. You know, any sport in any place in the world, men can be a little uh, overbearing or intimidating. Um, And so, you know what, get out there and charge anyway. Yeah. do it you have a right to go out there and surf you have a right to learn and then uh, hopefully what you'll discover is that it's actually not as bad as you, you might have built it up to be
1: mm-hmm. and I think the more girls going out there and um, putting themselves in something that's not associated with their gender is just going to inspire more mm-hmm. women and girls to go out and couldn't agree more and create this equality
0: yeah so think of yourself as like a pioneer and be like lead the charge, you know, like women deserve to serve. So be one of the strong ones that gets out there first and shows all the other women, like, yeah, yeah, you can do it. We deserve this. (laughs) And, um, yeah. And the more you do it, the better you get, the more confident you'll be. Uh, and it's just like any good thing, like we said earlier, you know, you have to persevere, like good things don't just come to you. Uh, anything that's worth fighting for and worth practicing is going to be difficult. It's going to be hard. Uh, and, and some ways more, you know, in, in more respects than you might even realize, not just the physical aspect of it, but the mental and the, and the, you know, that stuff. So keep fighting, keep pushing on and keep surfing and, and, and go with your ladies. That's, that's a huge, that's a huge power support, right? Like having your crew go out there all together and don't worry about cooking it. Oh, that's something I wanted to say earlier is that, you know, men and women are cooking it when they're learning. And, you know, we still do when you get better too. So don't let that become a gender thing you know like cooking it is not worse if you're a woman you're learning that's and 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 one of the things they say in the intro is are you a cook are you a beginner they're different you know being a beginner is someone who's humble and realizes that they're a beginner and does things that you know this woman has done goes and finds places to surf on her own Mm -hmm. and and you know stay out of the way and be a little concerned you know I mean not to the point where it's debilitating but you know, you do have to be concerned about these things so you don't hurt other people. If you go out there like a complete, you know, reckless uh, surfer, then you're not a beginner. You're a kook. And mm-hmm. so you're well on your path to being a,
1: a so respected I kind of beginner. That in some ways, growing up as a woman and knowing you have to be respectful of these things makes you less of a kook because you're not going to go out there thinking you're the most amazing person in the world. Totally. So then women are kind of free from...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like that. You know. <laughs> so there you have it from a woman herself. You're free from being a kook. Um, but it's true because when you have that that kind of pre um, when you have that already humble attitude, you're not gonna be a kook. Kooks are usually people who think too much of themselves or or are arrogant or think that they can surf a lot better than they do or are entitled to something that other people have worked ten years to have. That's kooky. That's kooky. Uh, being a beginner <laughs> is just knowing you're a beginner and being willing to start from the beginning and ask questions and learn um, so well thank you for this very nice discussion so we really appreciate it yep. Thank you. and uh, if you guys aren't subscribed to the kook cast you're kooky <laughs> get on iTunes and subscribe and while you're there you can rate and review drop us some five stars write a nice little note for us it, it cheers us up and it makes us want to keep going and, uh, and of course Love getting the emails. We keep writing those emails because it gives us content. It gives us stuff to talk about, people to pursue and and interview, you know, like wouldn't have thought to talk to you, Zippy, you know, not necessarily until someone was like, oh, I'm from New Zealand and I'm learning how to surf and I'm a woman. I was like, Zippy, perfect. So, uh, yeah, keep writing in, guys, and inspiring us to to find the right people to have you listen to and and give us topics you want to hear about. We love it all. So have a good one, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Yeah.